Spike O'Neill. This is a special, special two o'clock segment on a Friday because we have a very special guest. And I've not gotten to do this in a very long time. But might I introduce Stacy Joe Rost, a.k.a. 2 or 206. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Stacy. Oh, I missed that. How are you? Yeah. I'm Good well. Times. I'm well. I know. I know. I miss doing this. We used to do this all the time for Cairo Nights. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it would always be my nickname was uh, something that I had mentioned in a conversation we'd had 10 <laughs> minutes prior. Jack's that deep. He's a deep man. <laughs> he really digs I, into uh, the memory. Yeah, memory everybody gets everybody gets fun nicknames like Psycho Matt, Brady yeah, Bones, you know, Spike. Brady or, you know, I- has one of my favorite <laughs> nicknames of anyone. Brady Bones is a solid nickname. So, uh, Stacey Joe Ross, you uh, you got any hot takes on the Sean Kemp story? Because we've been covering it for a couple of days Ooh. now, and seems pretty divisive. Some people are saying Sean Kemp uh, guilty as charged. Other people are maybe giving him a little benefit of the doubt. Spike, that's uh, about about it, right? You got anything you want to add on to that? Uh, I think that's a pretty fair assessment. I mean. Now that his attorney is saying, look, it was a self-defense shooting, mm-hmm. like that makes it any less offensive to the community, that oh, I was just shooting back. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think he, and I said this when it first happened, Sean's such an icon in this town. And then you get into the recreational marijuana arena. I think it was naive of us to think that this eventually wouldn't be coming out. This, this is an inevitable. Well, how is it inevitable? I think that when you're somebody who's so Smoke. high profile. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I was no, like, no, no. you're saying when no, no, no. you get into the marijuana industry, <laughs> no, no, before no. long you'll be shooting in a mall parking lot. You'll be a target. I mean, if you, well, but that, no, that's a, great, that's a great question because if you're in the marijuana industry, pretty soon somebody's going to drive a car through your storefront window. I mean, I mean the, way, okay. the, way the, state's, the way the state doesn't let marijuana bank. I hear you. Right? They, there's a cash-heavy business. My point being that Sean is such a public figure. Yeah. He, he's a foot taller than everybody else in the world. Yeah. yeah. And, except and, for me. Well, except he's for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was the inevitability that Sean would sure. become a target. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to impugn Sean or the industry itself. But when you've got folks who are, you know, whether it be liquor or the mm-hmm, weed, you know, mm-hmm. there there are there's a dark element to that. And I think those people came after mm-hmm. Sean because of who he is and, and the place he holds in our in our culture. I hear you. I uh, I mean, I think it was stupid. I, I believe the uh, and maybe this is naive, but I believe his uh, argument or his lawyer's argument that like, hey, someone stole his stuff. He went to find them. This person's shot. So he shot back just because it would be so stupid. For him to take out a gun. But either way, you are in a mall parking lot, which like... We're going to brick and mortar stores to have our fights now. Like, what are we doing? God, like, already that's dated, and you're you're in a mall parking lot shooting in what looks like a like. There's a lot of cars. Like, there could be yeah. like eight shots. Let thank goodness no one got hurt. Let's say a kid's crossing the street right. or like whatever. So it was stupid. Um, but I, you know, what's so funny is on the sports side of things, we didn't spend a ton of time talking about it because the news kind of came and went. But we did. Uh, talk about it at the same time as another athlete, John Morant of the Grizzlies, was yes. uh, he was getting um, involved in a, a big controversy for on Instagram Live, uh, flashing a gun at a club, and people oh. were like, "Bro, I don't know how to tell you this, but like when something is illegal, don't show yourself doing it. Don't you don't <laughs> social it up. Yeah, and I'm but here's, you. so so I think that because. Now, again, I'm not excusing anything Kemp did. I think it was wildly irresponsible, even though I do I could buy the idea that it's in self-defense completely. Um, I I we were having a bigger conversation about just when you have so much at stake, why would you risk it? We kind of combine those two stories with like with John Morant. You're this young, exciting star. Why are you doing this? Like, it's so unnecessary. He has some other issues, but 
Is it that stars sometimes aren't held accountable? I mean, athletes coming up through systems are coddled, and I know I know it's hard. It's incredibly hard. It's, I mean, the, the odds of actually making it are so so steep. But guys often get a pass. Guys often get you know. Okay, well, we're going to overlook this one because you're the guy, you're the star. Do they feel like they're going? They can do just about anything at that point. I don't know. I mean, I think that there is an aspect to that, and we royal we are responsible for all of that by valuing winning and competition and performance and fame regardless of what it is are you a rock star right it doesn't matter right Right. um but also i think another part of it there's this weird aspect uh of like if you are depending on where you're from you might feel like if people know that i'm out and i have money and i'm rich i want that i want to show that i'm tough so there's two different sides and i'm not saying that those have crossovers because with john moran i'm like you're just doing this for clout like i don't believe you're trying to like keep yourself from being robbed because you're showing this on instagram live like it's just a weird choice but i think there's a couple factors at play good question though well i think it, it also involves i don't know think about like kanye west right so he thought for about oh 72 hours that he could say whatever he wanted for sure and then everybody said, no, no, you can't, Kanye. And so I do think that there's something that happens to certain people within media yeah. right? or, or celebrities. Well, fame. Or, fame makes you crazy. Fame, right? Like, look at Mel Gibson, yeah. right? I think is a great example. Or who was the, who, was it Reese Witherspoon who was pulled over? And she, said, yes, she did the, thing? like, you don't know, or do you know well, who don't I am you know? kind of thing. Yeah. She's yeah. so adorable. Reese, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying with all these people. I love Sean Kemp. Sean, what are you doing? Like, I right. think that yeah. just, I think that regardless of industry, notoriety, being famous, being leads to being coddled, leads to being um, to having advantages in a number of ways. And if you live in that world, in that mental state for long enough, like you are going to be disillusioned. I mean, this is not the best comparison, but like look at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is out here shooting guns. Russell Wilson, however, has uh, was not living in reality when he no. took a couple calculated or not calculated risks and kind of saying some stuff that could have been interpreted as going against the team. And I think he thought public opinion would be on his side because for so long it was. And he thought, I'm untouchable. I'm great. I'm an amazing quarterback. Yeah. And he was. But like, I think that fame makes you feel untouchable. So I saw, by the way, I saw a meme over the over the week. It was of Russell Wilson, and it was very well done. They took all of his bad stats that he's had, and they they flipped it and made it seem like these were um, like uh, like a highlight reel, basically. <laughs> oh, no. So they show, they showed him they showed him in one of those like promo shots where he's standing there and he's looking really tough, and yeah. then they went through and it just the failure of a season, just horrible season. <laughs> Poor Russ. I actually think he'll be yeah. better. I think he'll be better in twenty twenty three. I think I Sean Payton's gonna be the best thing that ever happened to him. Yeah, yeah. First off, fire your entire staff. Get your offices out of the West Wing. You're moving back in with the boys in Gen Pop. Yeah. Well, you know, it's weird. I never saw Russell a lot in the locker room when I covered the Seahawks. Yeah. So it was interesting to me to hear them say, oh, well, he's on the second floor and, you know, he's not really in the locker room. Uh, I I didn't get to cover Gino's year in person because our show overlaps with practices. Um, but every reporter I know was like, I saw Gino more in the locker room than I saw Russ. That's not a dig at Russ so much as it is to say, I don't think that there were a ton. I don't think everything in Denver was drastically new. I think he was doing some of that wow. here. But you we think, just didn't talk about it. Do you think, again, it's that kind of fame, ego, kind of, yeah. I'm above everybody else? I mean, we're, we were going to talk about the, the, the Royals and well, why we kind of are oh, talking about the Royals. We kind of are talking Look, about the Royals with Russell. I mean, when you got your right. own brand and your own <laughs> no logos. No matter and- what level of fame you are, it does something to everyone. You guys, literally, I don't think I'm famous. I went to a gas station on my way here. 
I pull up to the gas station. This guy on the other side gets out. He turns the corner. He goes, hey, excuse me. I think he's going to say, are you Stacy Rost? Why do I think that? I mean, what? that's so, <laughs> so vain. I turn and I go, yes. He goes, would you be interested in any crystals or gems? And I was like, oh, okay. He's not. Okay. He's not he wanted to trade me. And you believe. Yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. Yes. He wanted to trade me some gems and amethysts for oh, gas. And I was oh like, oh, God. thank you. But no, thank you. I am all I'm flushed up. I'm flushed I'm, with gems. I'm all yeah. stocked up. But but that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think I'm a, hung, a humble, self-deprecating person. But no matter what, like any, like once you taste any level of like, oh, I feel like someone knows me. It, it, so imagine, um, I'm just a local daytime radio host. Imagine being Russell Wilson. Imagine being Sean Kemp. Imagine being like Justin Bieber. Imagine, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, you're living on a different planet. So we were talking about the uh, the Royals. Spike and I have been trying to talk about this now for three or four days because mm. Prince Harry seems to be kind of going down the, the the drain of sanity in so many ways. <laughs> he seems to be further and further untethered from reality. And I, I'm thinking about this in the context of we as Americans have not been under British rule for something like 200 some odd yeah, years. Yeah, because we won. Because we won. And, yeah. USA. And so, but we are obsessed, obsessed with the royal family to such a degree yes. that Prince Harry has been in headlines for the last month, two right. months, maybe six months, because every time he or his wife does something, it is front page news. As an example, mm-hmm. you're on page six talking about how Prince Harry says that psychedelics are a fundamental part of his life. I I appreciate wanting to learn about historical figures. Sure. I don't think that we need to know that Prince Harry does mushrooms. I just don't. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. Yeah. Same. Are you saying so, like, why are we so obsessed with Prince Harry? <laughs> yeah. And also, I kind of want to remind people, Prince Harry at one point in time was an elite warrior. This man has 25 confirmed kills with the, uh, I think he was in the RAF, right? He was in. He was, he, in, he the, was in the British military. He, he right. actually served. It was Afghanistan. Yeah, he actually I, I, I worry though if you know I mean you know it, did Prince Harry have twenty five kills like Don Jr. and Eric you have lion kills? I, I, well, I think someone else. I think someone else lined it up and said, "Okay, Harry, come take the shot." Yeah. Pop, he was the doing trigger. the Giannis, just pop up an extra yeah, rebound. Yeah, He's yeah, like, "No, I have fire yeah, too." Exactly. So, but we take we have a guy who allegedly was this elite warrior who was you know going to go on to do great and grand things with his life, mm-hmm. and and now he's kind of this sad, defeated deflated individual that Americans are obsessed with for no reason other than he has some bizarre attachment to a, hier- a hierarchy that we no longer engage in. See, but we're I, fascinated by it. It's right? fascinating. I think Meghan Markle is a huge part of that too. Like sure. I think that Americans like claim Prince Harry. Yeah, totally. And so I, I think more. that part of the fascination is, oh, well, he's ours now. Like he lives here now. And I think some people listening are like, he's not mine. I don't claim him. I don't want anything to do with him. But what I'm saying is he is now kind of a part of American pop culture too, whether you like him or not. They bailed on the continent. They're over here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Plus, if you're talking about Harry, you're not talking about the Royals. Yeah, we're talking about about Harry. Harry. Uh, We're talking about a guy who looks just like Di's horse riding instructor. Okay, how dare you? Okay, well. How dare you? No, no, no. He's got Charles Natural Ginger hair. No, no, no. No, but hair. Ooh, first of all, that, I know that's a recessive gene, but you can also tell <laughs> that he's Charles' son. Like they've How? got like the nose and ears situation. Think, think, yes, yeah. Charles is okay. such an ugly person, okay. and you can see like the Harry's ugly person. Will and, the, he and Will are, but you can see the little pieces okay. of, of. So you um, think there's nothing to that? I think that they look more like no, I don't. I think okay. that they look a little bit more like.
like their father as they age. So it's funny because I thought that uh, that Charles was so quick to dismiss him as final admission. Yeah, that this he's spare. He's not mine. No, I I think that the see how obsessed we are, Jack. You are spot on with this. I know. Man. You see this. You we guys are, are proving my point. You guys are proving my point. Yes, it's We're, so it's easy to get obsessed with it. We immediately, it's like, a, it's like a hypnotic spell mm-hmm. that we have yes. where people are more invested in the royals than they are with, let us just say, our own. Does yeah. anybody talk about George W. Bush anymore? No, absolutely Not no really. one's out here our like, little, did you hear what Jenna prince? Bush did? Yeah. Our little prince? Yeah, he was kind of our little <laughs> Republican prince. But, you know, right. we, we were sold the Princess Di story, though. Uh-huh. I mean, one of the reasons that this generation oh, of Americans is re-engaged. Right, who was it? I mean, what, a, what a fairy tale story. Yeah. You know, the commoner. I mean, she'd come from a nice family. Yeah, but that's she, what we forget. But she wasn't a cousin or something like they usually do in the royals. Right. So we, America was sold this princess and story. And parts of the States. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and then her tragic end where Charles yeah. cheated with Camilla and then she's being chased through the streets and killed by a paparazzi. I mean, it's uh, it's easy for us to romanticize the well, royals with that context. You know what's so funny? Earlier today, I went on uh, with Mike Salk and we had a, we were joking. He made a joke about like, okay, I'll, I'll give you 75 seconds to talk about Vanderpump Rules. We talk about Vanderpump Rules. He hits on a 75-second like shot, shot clock, clock timer. Sure, yeah, yeah. And I, I did a great job. I handled it. got it done. Hard out. Like finished, you know, uh, the story with like a second to spare. Um, but, of course, you have people that are, I hate this story. But uh, it, it's so funny now on a news station we're talking about it, which you guys thankfully cover a lot of like what's relevant. What are people talking right. about? Here's the thing. People love stories. Yeah. I don't care where it's from. You're right. I don't care. And people get lost in like when they sometimes focus too much on the genre. People love stories. People yeah. love gossip. This is something that predates whatever modern version of it we're talking about now. This is just something that exists. So whether it's you're into sports, but you're talking about Aaron Rodgers hiding in his darkness retreat, figuring out. Like, that's a story. You know why oh. people are talking about Lamar and Aaron Rodgers? Because <laughs> they're stories. Right. No, Jack said in the pre-show two days ago. It, with the Kemp story, it feels like gossip now. Yes. It doesn't yes. feel like news yeah. updates. It feels like gossip. So, yes. Stacey, you're spot on. But people do it anyway. We love it. So, but that we was that was my thought was that with the Sean Kemp story, I thought, why are we so – we just judge people. We're so prejudicial yes. when it yeah. comes to a story like this. And my example was with uh, Johnny Depp as an example. For years, people thought that Johnny Depp was a, a horrific, domestic violence, mm-hmm. abusive, even though his ex-wives came out and said that that was not the case, even though there was no evidence whatsoever. He lost, I don't know how many tens of millions of dollars, Disney contract over it. And then it turns out that none of it was true. I feel like this, the gossip wagon that we all jump on contributes to yeah. the overall, yes. like just the complete collapse of society. Because rather than saying, well, let's wait. 72 hours mm-hmm. for more details on the Sean Kemp thing before we come to a determination. When we were reading text messages about it, people had already made up their minds. Yes. The police don't arrest innocent people. It never happens. We read them on air. And I They'll thought, buy off the witnesses. Yeah. The whole, buy the off the witness. Everything. Yeah. Right. right. Well, so, you choose to believe when you see that stuff, too. Like, you choose to believe the narrative you had. Like, I remember yes. one time we were talking about some Mariners. I'll be quick. I'll be 10 seconds. We were talking about a Mariners thing where Jerry DePoto, who was at the time, now is not, but at the time the GM of the Mariners, he's president of baseball ops now, said uh, something about, like, let's say he said, like, oh, Colton Wan will be uh, in, a, in a platoon for second base, which you don't need to know any of that. You just need to know Jerry DePoto said something. Someone that I was talking <laughs> with on the text line was like, well, we'll see. And I commented and I was like, hey, the GM said this. He was like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> 
<laughs> like he didn't believe it. Right. He was like, well, I don't, that's not what I've heard. I'm like, but. Well, you've heard where at Scully's uh, Bar and Grill yeah. somewhere, you know. What do you mean not where, what you where you've heard? heard at, the, at the fulfillment warehouse and uh, Amazon renting? That's what you heard? Someone telling you That's your the face. scuttle? That's not what I heard. That's not the scuttle at Pizza Hut. Okay. Right, like. I got like the deep the, dish on this one, man. <laughs> it's almost like the, the water cooler is the most dangerous place True. in any workplace. Yes, you know exactly. What I mean? or, that's where the hippos ch- hang out, and that's the most dangerous <laughs> piece so in the jungle. Fast. I'm they telling are so you. Dang- and the thing is, I don't even think they eat meat. They're just, her- they, they just harass things people. Up. That's the thing. Yeah. They, I don't even think they eat <laughs> the animals they kill. Nope. They're vegetarians. They're horrible. And they kill more people They're than any other deadly truly five. horrible animals, yep. and we don't talk enough about that. I think this is I think this is a, a great wisdom from Stacy Joe Ross, and I think that uh, this is a fantastic. What are you way to doing end next segment. Friday at two? Yeah, you want to come back? Seriously. Oh my god, I would love to. This is great. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, Stacy, thanks so much for dropping by. Oh, we thank you guys. You. This was and fun. This was a blast. I've missed. You know, I just want to. I've missed every so often. I, 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 just, do this I don't know. I don't feel his cup the way you do. I don't know what this is so bizarre. Oh, well, just, he, he's been talking about you for weeks. Oh, we go way back. <laughs> Seriously, but as soon as we started doing this, hey, can we have Stacey Durast on? I'm like, yeah, I've known Stacey for a long time. I'd love to. Yeah, you still, right. you won my, my first job in radio. Or CBS. Together. Yeah, CBS, yeah. Oh, uh, you guys, this was so fun. Jack, I thank miss you. you. Stacey. Yes. I miss you too, buddy. And uh, we will talk to you next week, next Friday, hopefully, yes, if I can bug you enough to come on. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we'll have our agent call your agent, Jack. Yeah, we'll my line people it up, will buddy. call yeah. you. Yeah. Stacy Joe Ross, you can be, listen to Stacy every day or every Monday through Friday, yeah. 10 to 2 on 710 Seattle Sports. Stacy, thank you so much. We appreciate you. There's been a question pondered by the greatest minds amongst us Einstein, Newton, Stein. <laughs> is it cringe? <laughs> Or is it based? And that's what we're going to try to determine today. Uh, Matt Butler is going to set us up with something. Uh, it's a pretty interesting story here from the New York Post. Yeah, which, by the way, Psycho Matt, are you? Is the New York Post paying you today? Because almost <laughs> uh, every right? other story is they from just the happen to hit a really good vein of stories. I'll give okay. them credit for that. All right, yeah, go for it. A California bride going viral for drawing a hard line on who she wants attending her wedding. Ashley Lamb shared a clip of her dancing with her groom. The caption, point of view, you have no kids at your wedding. That video has 4.2 million views. It then segued to the couple's invitation that specified an adults-only ceremony and reception. Their explanation? That it's due to, quote-unquote, space and budget constraints. Now, a lot of viewers were in favor of the idea, saying kids could distract from the vows and other sacred parts of the wedding, and others just liked the idea of having a parent's night out and a good excuse. Is excluding kids from a wedding a cringe policy separating families at a momentous and special occasion, or preserving the peace and giving parents a break, thusly based? This is based. This is beyond based. This is the way that all weddings should be. Weddings uh, uh, are kind of adult. And I understand the magic of a wedding. And I understand that, you know, it's very emotional. And you want your family there. And you want the, the children there with the little flower girl who comes out. And she drops the little rose petals. And then she stops five-eighths of the way down the aisle. And she starts looking at her mom. And her mom's like, keep going, keep going. And she doesn't know what to do because she's only three. I understand that this is all magical. I am But you don't want that magic. You hate that magic. (laughs) I don't want it, Spike. I want to be – sometimes you want to be around other adults. You want to be around other adults without their children because you want to say adult things and you want to make adult jokes. And so I I am all for this. I think this is a great idea. And also the message that she put 
was in saying that you know um, that it was it wasn't like no kids. You're you know yes it was. Are, but kids, it, it, it kids, was, kids are, are not not kids are subhuman. I don't want them here. Ruining my special day. <laughs> no, that, I think that's what it said. I think. Well, you know, I can't believe this perspective I'm hearing. So I'm going to bring I'm going to bring Mickey Gomez in. Mickey Gomez. Ma- ma- yes. But, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe you can talk some sense into Jack Stein. No, I agree with Jack. Oh my yes. God. I don't want yes. kids that. Listen, listen. Let's go ahead. Thank you very yes. much. Thank you. Let's go ahead and let's compromise. Let's have children because park, you got to have the park, flower girl. Park the cars. The- they can park the cars. No, and stay outside playing dice against the curb. Have the kids the at the ceremony. Have, have kids at the ceremony. You need the flower girl to walk down the aisle okay. and throw the petals. But then when it comes time to have dinner and the reception, reception. and the party, no kids invited. I, I come from, you know, the, the Mexican-American culture. And let me tell you, I went to every wedding. I went to every quinceanera as a kid. I yeah. was bored. I, you could see all the kids asleep yeah. on the chairs while the parents are still dancing until, no, leave the kids at home. Get a babysitter. I, I want to have adult time. I want to look great. I want to feel great. I don't want to hear kids crying and fighting. Okay, it's just me is, then. Yeah. I guess it's I'm, just I'm me sorry. that that is, is a true romantic. You want kids at the wedding? Uh, you know, <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Wedding Crashers? Well, yeah. There is no greater club in a in a scalawag's bag than be able to dance with a little kid on the floor and Ooh. hit hit, a, hit that bridesmaid. Yeah, yeah. you want to go and that... make animal balloons, <laughs> balloon in the animals, corner and balloon animals, and... <laughs> maybe a bicycle clown. Come on. God, I love that movie. That's, That's such one a of my favorite movie. movies. It is, um, but no, I, I'm trying to play the other side. But I think Mickey's got the perfect solution. I think kids bring so much to a wedding. I really do. Um, especially the ceremony portion of it. You know, they can sit through the ceremony, uh, although sometimes very, very, um, and I'm not being dismissive or pejorative, the, uh, religious ceremonies can be quite long. And very that's, long. that's tough on a kid. And you guys make great points. Kids are bored silly at wedding receptions. They don't want to be there. Parents would much rather have the kids at home and have uh, the babysitter and be able to have an adult night. Have the babysitter, by the way, as an overnight. Because you're at the wedding, have some fun. Don't nobody should be a designated driver if you both want to get your swerve on and have a hotel room right there. Good on you. We had I, a, a, a disclaimer on our little invitation. You know, um, yeah. toddlers not allowed. Right. Well, mm. did you have a little and, sign, a little guy in a tuxedo with a, nobody under this no, this tall allowed in no, the wedding. No, but you know, I mean, two women getting married. We wanted a we wanted an experience with our adult friends. We nice. wanted to get a little raunchy. We wanted to you know pop pop some bottles. I don't want to do that with kids around and you an know, adult only wedding, right? An adult only wedding. So it was you the know, best. you got to remove the ball gag to save vows. <laughs> well, to so say, I went. To, I, went, I went, went to a too wedding. Uh, I went to a wedding. You might want to dump that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I went to a wedding uh, where they had. A um, what was it? There was a uh, there was like a babysitter team. Oh, for, okay, a daycare, an on-site daycare. Yeah, at on, the basically wedding. an on-site daycare for all okay. the kids. So we That's had the ceremony, solution. which was really really nice, and then all of the kids had their own little separate area with their own little you know wedding table and their you know they, they throwable getting, cake. They weren't getting the tabletops you know, the, were covered in paper they could color on. Right, they weren't yeah. getting you know steak and lobster. They were getting French fries and little cheeseburgers. But it it made it nice because they were corralled in one space and not you know running around. And they had That's like um, cool. 
they had like a massive Connect Four, and they had a a, a massive uh, a game of checkers on the ground. Jack, for them. How, how many hours did you spend at the kitty table? It sounds like you're well versed in, in, in what <laughs> well, was going okay, on at so, this kid's so, side of the wedding. Right. So what happened is, so Sarah's younger brother is he's man fourteen or fifteen younger years younger than she is, and and he's a cute kid. I, I like hanging out with him. He's he's like you know he's ten years old. So he was bored out of his mind at this wedding. He was unbelievable. He was, you know, slouched over. And when are we going home? And so I was like, I will take it upon myself to to hang out with Chase, and we'll crack wise, and we'll hang out because nice. he likes me a lot, You're right? A good man. So, but also it's because I don't really want. And the, in the wedding situation, when people find out what I do or what I, you know, when they find out what my career is, they want me to talk about my job. And they want me, you know, and I'm just yeah. like, I don't, I don't want to talk. About, hey, how do you feel about Joe Biden? I'm like, please, we're at a wedding. Do you know, you know, what Ser- I mean? yeah, like, seriously. Hey, hey, uh, and it's, they're really weird about it too. Like, hey, so uh, do you talk about Donald Trump? And I go, yeah, talk about Donald Trump all the time. People, oh, that, that's that's rough. And I think to myself, I when I'm not behind the microphone, I want to be talking about anything other than being behind the microphone. Right, you know chinch I mean? bugs, <laughs> manganese, you know, right, yeah, like, gr- grub worms, whatever you want. Yeah. So, uh, Mickey Gomez, thank you so much for joining us and agreeing with me. I appreciate it so very much. You're very welcome. It's a rarity, but I I, I do appreciate that the you fact agree that with Jack we Stein? yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we have to do this more often. We agree on something that uh, I think is very important, though. No kids at weddings. Yeah. All right. When we get back, we're going to be uh, talking about an Idaho bill that seeks to legalize private militias and what could possibly go wrong with that. We'll be yeah. right back right after this. Idaho bill would repeal a law banning private militias. Here is how senators voted. Apparently, they want to they want to make it a thing where you can have private militias. Now, I'm not sure if this is a good idea, Spike. This kind of reminds me of some kind of anarcho-capitalist nightmare out there where we have private, you know, militias roaming the streets, and it's you know, PepsiCo militia, Walmart yeah, militia. Yeah. I think that there is a there is this idea out there that we need to have citizen militias. I know that people like the idea of it. I have seen training videos on YouTube from these so-called citizen militias, and it is maybe one of the most cringeworthy, embarrassing things that I have ever seen. No offense to these fine Americans. They are law-abiding, you know, gun-owning citizens, and they love their country very much. But to see a guy in rural Georgia who's weighing somewhere around, you know, three bills, try to do tactical work yeah. in the Georgian jungle, yeah. you know what I mean? It's oh, yeah. like, it's really sad. And he's got beautiful weaponry. He's got, you know, he's got beautiful guns. But then yeah. you go to the guy who's got no teeth. And I'm not, this is not a stereotype. This is the video that I watched of this, this quote unquote citizen militia in Georgia. The guy's got no teeth smoking Marlboro Reds talking about how when Joe Biden invade, quote unquote invades the United States, they need to be ready. And then they do a security checkpoint drill where they are so nervous that their hands are shaking at the idea of having to stop somebody in a car to do a security checkpoint. I think to myself, it doesn't seem like a very good idea. There, there's, really a, there's a reason we have the best trained military on the face of the earth. Right, right. Yeah. When, when you've got deadly force, you need to be the best trained person on the job. And and these, 
You know, I, I, I had this thought, though, when I saw this, you know, uh, that they're going to officially make a organized militias a thing in Idaho, right? Yeah. Um, maybe we can bring the word real, well-regulated back into the conversation. Yeah, it's just so, you know, a so well-regulated right now, militia. You've got yes. more right. You've got more right to tell that group what they can carry than you can the average citizen, given your original constitutionalists. So the state law forbids, quote unquote, a body of men other than the National Guard to, quote, associate themselves together as a military company or organization or parade in public with firearms in any city or town in Idaho. A new version of the bill sponsored by Senator uh, Dan Foreman, a U.S. Air Force veteran and former Moscow police officer, meaning Moscow Idaho, Idaho, just so everybody knows. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Foreman said that during a debate on Monday that repealing the statute would protect constitutional rights to assemble and bear arms. But again, Spike, I think about what these documentaries that I've seen of of white separatist groups out there and their quote-unquote militias or the guys from Patriot Front, you know, that nasty neo-Nazi organization. Um, When I look at their, their, their training exercises that they do, I see nervous, jumpy guys, some of whom have military experience, who are trying to coordinate all these other guys who have no military experience, and they it seems like a dangerous thing. It does not seem like a, a um, I don't know, I just, I just think of uh, any kind of like third world militant kind of organization that you hear about and all the, the, the human rights violations they commit right. because they don't know what to do. They have no idea. So although this might seem really nice on paper and it might seem really nice in in theory, the the actual application of it, Spike, like if you were to take me and put me in a citizen militia with my level of neuroses and my level right, and how self-conscious I am and how awkward I am in groups where I'm like, hey, guys, I don't really where which direction do I point the gun? You know, I just don't feel like this is a good idea to have out there and or, I think or, people, or me oh. with my morbid obesity and BMI. <laughs> I am I am meal team six. <laughs> you know, yes, right. camouflage comes in five X. Yes. You know, I yeah. mean, yeah, it's it's the it's the empowerment of a military, a militant perspective without the the con the necessary training, without the supervision, without the discipline, dare I say, yeah. of, of an actual military. And the Second Amendment was created when we didn't have a National Guard. Like the Idaho law says, you know, right now the Na- National Guard is who can organize and be armed and be mobilized. And they want to they remove that caveat, that restriction, that it be the National Guard. And it seems to me like the uh, legislators in Idaho are kind of inviting something that could backfire on them as well. Like they're assuming they're going to be in favor and be in the in-group uh, here. Oh, that yes. may not be oh. the case. Yeah. Who told them they were on the, the government side? Good point. <laughs> wow. So I had a I had a teacher in high school uh, who was in the National Guard. And, and uh, to my knowledge, he was in it for 20 some odd years. And he spoke so highly of his service and commitment to the National yeah. Guard. I, I think they went, I think it was one weekend a month that he went to train. Yeah, I think yeah they National do, Guard's weekend and, a month. And then yeah. they do a, a two-week-a-year or one-week-a-year full-time get in to re, retrain. Yeah, and, I, and he w- had pictures on his desk of him and his National Guard buddies, and he spoke about it in glowing terms. And a couple of guys from my graduating high school or class in high school went on to be in the National Guard. I have no issue with, whatsoever with someone wanting to join the National Absolutely Guard. Absolutely not. I, I do have an issue with uh, someone with, I, I don't know, who lives in mom's basement 
mm-hmm. who's got a lot of you know got a lot of anime pillows and posters, let's just say, and he thinks that he's going to take Dad's AR-15 out to out you know this weekend to practice being in a citizen militia and think that that is somehow equivalent to a quote unquote well-regulated militia. I think you're exactly right, Spike. I yeah. think you're totally spot on about this. Yeah, and then we go. Let's go back to our previous incel conversation. Because <laughs> that's the guy you're talking about, right? Right. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a very dangerous thing that Idaho's playing with there. They're, they're, Matt's right. They're playing with fire. Yeah. And then I, I just think about the videos that I've seen of these paramilitary organizations like Patriot Front and how they grow and they get bigger and these neo Nazi or these neo fascist organizations that rely on the loose laws of these states yeah. in order to meet and to discuss their. Uh, their machinations about living in a fascist society. And this is effectively giving those guys carte blanche, right? To just well, say the, the, the Idaho state government stamp of approval. Right. Yeah. Just not, say, just, hey, not just open a blank check for carte blanche, but given the, the, the stamp of approval of your state government. Right. To do this. We talked about the group that went after Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. Exactly. You know, and, and, right. and I'm not going to say that everybody liked the oath keepers or the three or whatever these different groups are. Um, not all those guys are, are violent extremists looking to overthrow the government. Some of those, and not all, not a lot of those guys are, you know, the gravy seals. Those guys, they they, they look capable to me. Those groups that we that I saw on on Jan six, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to give them the stamp of approval from a state government to feel emboldened and empowered to take yeah. the take the military into their own hands.